Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Looks Like We Made It. I'm Izzy and I'm joined by Managing Director and Creative Industry Expert Chris to talk all things video marketing. We are the father and daughter who run the video production company Howell Film and we help everyone achieve amazing results with the power of video across all platforms and media, including TV, in a professional, creative and engaging way. Couple this with a clear video marketing strategy that puts target audiences first, your campaign is guaranteed to deliver. We're always up for candidly conversing about creativity. On this episode, we are joined by Jess and Maisie from Purple Creative and are answering the question, how does video impact my SEO strategy? So without further ado, let's get started. And of course, never miss an episode every other Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe, as well as finding Howl Film on Instagram and LinkedIn. Let's go. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Hello, Hi. thank you for having us again. Absolutely. This might happen a lot. Me and Jess do say the same things at the same okay. time. <laughs> so it's an echo thing we've got going on, is it? Yeah. It seems to work well in the office, though, because there's a lot of hearing problems. Oh, okay. So if you haven't heard it from one of us, you can hear it from one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Stereo. Yeah, so you'll oddly just be in unison this entire time. Okay. I like it. So another grown-up question. Yes, how does the video impact my SEO strategy? And actually, I'm going to turn this over to the experts. Walk us through it. How does it? That is quite a big walkthrough because I think SEO is just one of those huge buzzwords. Um, And for those that don't know, it means search engine optimization. So it's just um, sort of like the strategy that we put in place to make sure that the content that we're putting out there is being discovered. Um, And because Google and other search engines are that, the muscle behind delivering those um, results, it's just making sure that they're understanding our content. so when it comes to video, that is ranked highly from the likes of Google. They love video, so they're probably going to put your content, if it is video, higher um, on that search engine results pages. Is that because they've got a direct benefit because they own YouTube? Well, that's a good question because that is always sort of pointed in, it's out. In their, yeah. It's in their interests, or is that, or is that just like a... Um, I think a blunt a, a view that I've got there. I suppose that would be if the video was on YouTube itself, mm. nice. but maybe not necessarily if it's hosted elsewhere. Yeah. Good point. Um, Absolutely. I suppose with SEO, it's all about, in terms of your website anyway, getting those ticks yeah. next to your name from Google, mm. and that yes. can be various different things because you don't want to be on the fourth page of google that's the, the worst place exactly. to be, isn't it so having a dangerous amount of knowledge about seo which i would consider myself in that category i have a dangerous lack of so no i've got a, i've got a tiny amount of knowledge which is which is like i say because when you've got experts in the room it's quite scary so because it's a dark art and we all know that that is it, it is it about um being creative and clever or is it about being a technical kind of like analytical whiz kid what where's the where's the magic source yeah I think it's just knowing where to put your effort and time really because there are yeah I don't want to <laughs> confuse anyone um, oh the purpose of this podcast is yeah. to confuse everyone so don't don't worry Maisie I would probably say both okay. yes but also everyone can't do everything yeah so it's finding a balance isn't exactly it? Yeah. yeah and I think some people might look at it and think right I need to do my SEO I've done that and it's done when really it's sort of a con a constant um strategy that you have in place sort of optimizing your content always really um 
so when it does come to video, it's things like adding transcripts and subtitles, because when we think about it, the crawlers that are behind ranking our web pages and any content that we put online can't see anything. They can't mm. see the video. They can't see the photographs or anything like that. So it's making sure that the metadata behind that content is there for crawlers to understand and read. So that's where the likes of subtitles and occupying your um, uh, video titles and video descriptions on the likes of YouTube and other um, video search engines to make sure that they know what that content is. So once someone asks those search engines a question, they rattle through their archive and are like, oh, this is going to answer that question because these keywords have been um, attached to this content. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's about getting more, more eyes on your content. I think as, as people who create the content and shoot the content, it's a part of it that when it gets distributed and used, obviously we see it yeah. going live on Instagram or, or on social media in general, or we see it going on someone's website. Mm. But it's really, it's quite exciting for us to see when those results start to take hold and when yeah. you know it actually does have a long-term effect so how when if someone does get like a video embedded on the website mm -hmm. through a reputable hoster yeah. that's not the right word I so know. I want to know, I want to know <laughs> what list of non-reputable yeah, hosters you've got hosties, <laughs> um, which would be like something like youtube or vimeo etc yeah. um what how long does it take for that video to start generally start getting picking up on that SEO or getting some kind of pace with that or get results yeah I think um like crawlers act in various ways really and you can't sort of say oh my website has been indexed or looked at by these crawlers last week so I'm, I'm expecting them in two weeks time or anything like that basically it's making sure that your um website or things like that are being updated so as soon as you've sort of embedded that video onto the website there will sort of be some sort of signal to be like excuse me come and look at my website there's something new that you need to look at and show mm. people but but there's no sort of specific time that anyone could say that that would happen really yeah. it also depends as well sort of the value of that video and if it's being shared elsewhere are you directing people on social media to view this video on your website because the sort of the longer that people are on your website watching that video it increases the dwell times the time that people are spending on there which google and other search engines go oh this is actually a really valuable resource because people are spending a longer time on this page mm. so it's obviously answering people's queries and pushing it out more it's also in terms of backlinks as well if you're sharing it elsewhere other people can pick up on it and then share it on their website or on their social media. So that again is like, okay, other people are referring to this video, more SEO points, I suppose, not really, but like, oh, this is actually really valuable. And then in turn, the search engines will pick up on that and see that video or that page as a page that they should be referring other people to. Mm -hmm. So I suppose it's like, that gradual traction as well of not only when the crawlers pick up on that change, but also what you're doing elsewhere to help drive people to that website. I see, so it almost Absolutely. builds momentum in lots of different ways because obviously, yeah. you know, there's momentum you can build on social media, but it's great to have that extra extra bit. Is is the length of the video on embedded video important? So, like, it, it, does a 10-second film perform less well than a 10-minute film? 
Um, I think it's more to do with the quality of the content on there. It needs to bring value to the user um, and whether that is in 10 seconds. um, I'd say short is better than longer because people... Their attention span is so well, sharp. You're leaning against an open door there. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we, we we always have a conversation with our clients that that starts along the lines of we'd like a five minute film, and we say, no, you, you what, what you like and what you're going to get yeah. without being too facetious is is, is two two entirely different things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because you can tell a lot. You can tell a, a great deal in thirty seconds. Well, that's it. I mean, it's the because. Obviously, because I, before I became an editor and before I started off in film, I used to do freelance copywriting here and there. And I used to write, you know, articles and bits and pieces. And there was always, like, I was given, it was obviously for very little pay at the time, but I was given, um, like, SEO keywords, SEO buzzwords that people would provide for me saying, you must, if I was doing a... An article on a hairdryer, which I did many of, it would it would always have like a you must refer to the word ionized or something about thirty times at least in the article or right. something like that. <clears throat> but like, so text obviously still has a massive mm-hmm. part to play with SEO. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's what kind of it picks up on. Yeah. But is there a sort of <clears throat> preferable video to text balance on a website? So because we've we've had clients, we've seen people who only have video on their website, so they literally only just put. FAQs, video, 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 or do you think it's better to have a bit of a balance between text and video and different things? I think you need to have that balance in there because at the moment, anyway, the text is largely what is picked up on in terms of keywords. If you just added in um, a transcript to let the website, where the callers know what the website is about or the video is about, I don't think that that necessarily adds the same amount of value or thought out information as a page of information would i don't know if i no that makes sense yeah. of, uh, verbalize that very well as a as a big sort of curveball question are websites still really important for business he says as well, a that is like, a big question a big that's a big big question maybe i should have reserved that you know like um like has is social media kind of taken over the need to even have a website Personally, I don't think so. Good, because a lot of our that. content is on websites. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, we, might, we might have to kind of like cut that out or caveat that. You are a website designer as well, so well, in that will, respect... Yeah, I'll have a go at it. But I, I suppose I was just thinking, though, about like where we're going, but then maybe that's a bit, maybe that's a bit deep. Well, no, I think... I think um... We might cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the, uh, it's, it's important to have... Like, all of this is, is about moderation. I would say that the, you know you shouldn't have one and then not the other, I don't think, is probably the key. So don't just have Instagram and no website presence whatsoever or don't have a website and then no social media presence. So I think they they complement each other quite nicely. So in terms of, like, SEO then, so how much of it is visible in terms of, like, so, like, you can... You go onto a website... I mean, I suppose you guys as professionals go on a website and go, I can see the way that that's been done to get this result, I imagine... How much of it is kind of tucked away, sort of meta, background, under the hood type stuff? And how much of it is just the way you go about it? Like structure, wording, like as you mentioned, keywords, yeah. that sort of stuff. I would say there's also a balance there, really. Um, as Jess has said, having that balance of text and sort of other visual content. That text is being read by 
said crawlers. Um, but also there is a lot going on in the background, specifically when it does come to the likes of imagery and video, because like I've said before, the people, the the bots that matter about showing your content to people aren't going to look at look at that as valuable unless they understand what it is. So if it does bring value to you and sort of draws on those call to actions as well for the customer that's coming and looking at this video, then you do want it to be picked up on. So it is a lot of behind the scenes as well, but also just taking into account, Jess touched on sort of that dwell time and um, there's this AI that Google have put in place called the Rank Brain. I'm not sure if you've come across it before, but it's like a really intelligent thing that they've built, which basically um, overtook the need for those the Google engineers to manually go through queries and point people to the right um, uh, results. And I think, who was I reading about? It might have been Neil Patel. It probably was. It's a guru in SEO. Um, and there was no, it wasn't. It was Brian Dean. I guess you can. <laughs> I Brian guess you Dean. can Google both of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And um, he put in one of his guides that Google sort of um, did a task where they gave a query to Google engineers and the same query to the Rank Brain, and the um, the Rank Brain actually overperformed like ten percent better than Google engineers. So this thing has just been constantly developed over time to make searching seamless and just as smooth process as possible for that end user. Um, So yeah, it's such, it is scary really. And it's just incredible when you think about it because there's also some statistic which I can't remember for the life of me, but basically every day there's new unique searches happening in search engines when you think it's been around for quite a while you'd have thought that everything's been yeah Yeah. everything's been asked but in reality new things are happening all the time so when rank brain wasn't sort of a thing those google engineers would be like oh we've not been asked this it's going to take i don't know a little bit more time um but yeah there's that's strong scary. forces yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's it's obviously you know the this world the technical world behind yeah. you know we i google you know easy recipes for a wednesday night kind of thing and then yeah. and, and millions and billions of other people in the world are doing the same thing but like so you you're as a user you're used to using this technology to get what you need and yeah. it's very very seamless and and often users and maybe businesses only see the tip of the iceberg the surface of it because you don't need to really delve into that deeply unless you are an engineer or it's so streamlined but what about those businesses that have a a real feeling that they're being left behind a little bit or that they haven't quite fully sorted it out they haven't they they know that seo is a thing they've got to do they know video content something they've got to do and it's almost too overwhelming to think about for them what would be your advice to them to kind of is there can you go for a certain period of time without ever doing any seo and then suddenly jump into it and have a go at it or do you have is there a bit more of a process is there such a thing as organic seo so i'm nicking your question go for it yeah where where, by not doing anything it kind of magically happens in the background or 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 is it a real thing always i think that's two questions to answer. I think if it was organic, like you say, you've not sort of intentionally done anything, it would probably be more of an accidental right. happening, yeah. I guess. Um, 
because to do it well you do sort of need to give it some thought I would say um Oh, and I had um, a, a path there. No, you go, because I've lost my thought. <laughs> <laughs> There's the whole thing as well that search engines value current and up-to-date information over something that might be stale and might not be current. So by you not updating the content on your website, whether that's the written content, images, videos, it's seen as, well, maybe this is outdated now, so there might be a source that's actually been updated more recently and it's more likely to be the the right answer. So you almost, as a result, are penalising yourself just by not updating that content. Even if it's just ever, ever so slightly little changes, mm-hmm. those crawlers will be like, oh, yeah. this is new, we've not seen this before. So yeah. the author is obviously checking this out and making sure that their information is correct. And so we can sort of say this is yet a credible source to put out onto Google or other search engines are available. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do talk about other search engines. Does anybody actually use other search engines? No. <laughs> when everybody says, and other search engines. Well, but... I think the only time I ever have is on um, my Kindle tablet. It comes right. up with Bing. But yeah. Bing is just... Google anyway it's got is like it? a little it's almost what you're saying, it's like powered by Google yeah it's it? powered by Google it's got oh. like a it's got like a connection with it where it is basically Google with a fake mustache on like it's I think it all kind of it all kind of comes back to Google I'm never unless I just this is actually that's a question in itself I sometimes don't even type into Google like the actual search bar bit I'll just type in the browser bit where you type in the web address yeah. does that have any impact on your SEO or is that just sort of is it all going to the well, same you place? Yeah, I think the, so. Search in the yeah, in so the like URL. where where it would right, have okay. your web address. I I just yeah. sometimes just type stuff in there because it takes me to Google anyway. Yeah, well that's it. I think that's all. Whether it's your default browser and set up in um, whatever browser you use, I think. Yeah. Um, but I don't think. But don't quote me on that. I don't think it necessarily has impact on the SEO. But I did sort of want to jump on what Jess was saying before about. Um, sort of refreshing content and things just so then um it is sending that signal to come and look at the website um because like she was saying if people are bouncing off of your page after it being delivered in that results pages google's going to think oh actually that's not a value and that's going to add to your domain authority so how credible that domain is um and it's all part and parcel of crucial user experience really um and there's this thing as well that they consider which like i think it's called pogo sticking so <laughs> if you're like bouncing from one link and bouncing right away you think oh that's not answering my question so you're just constantly going down that list so the search engine um crawlers are going to be like oh well that um search that result sorry that i popped as number one isn't actually delivering those answers to that query so it's constantly re-evaluating that ranking um hierarchy i think it links back to what you were saying as well izzy about before we jumped onto seven questions at once about (laughs) where people should start you know like what is it that they need to do and we will always always say it it's like putting the customer or the user at the center of what Mm -hmm. it is that you're doing so making sure that that content on your website is valuable and answers the queries of potential visitors so that then people won't be pogo sticking when you are in the results page because your content does actually answer their queries and 
is sort of there's no point targeting keywords that are not any relation to your business because you then rank for these keywords someone will click onto the result to your website and go oh not what I wanted they've just shoved in all of these random words exactly and there's sort of there's there's more black hat methods that aren't sort of Google's more intelligent now and can see around it and I always this is one that we bring up all of the time I always forget which way around it is but let's say it was Pepsi they obviously wanted a competing against Coca-Cola so they had a blank page on their website with white text saying Coca-Cola 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 so if people search Coca-Cola Pepsi would appear in the search engine results because it was as simple as that as keywords back in the day back back in the day um but so that sort of shows you in its simplest ways of how keywords match search uh, search queries but it becomes much more intelligent as time goes on and google understands now that there's like these theories not theories um techniques that don't work anymore mm. so it is actually more about yes considering those keywords in your content and your um subtitles and things but it is also about the value to get people, get traffic to your website, get people spending time on there. Mm. But ultimately, you also want them to convert, whether that's a contact form or then dropping you a message, ringing you up, or even coming back to your website another time because they found it helpful. It's not just about, oh, how can I look good in Google's eyes? It's also website visitors. How can you be a helpful yeah, resource to them and provide them what they want? Gosh. Um, so that was that was it really. I, my last question, because obviously, because Maisie, when you here, we do have a a question that I just round off at the end of it. Um, there's one that we did. What about zombies last time? I think it got very it got very wild very quickly. So if you could have a completely different job, what job would it be? Or you know, if you were gonna have well, a fantasy job. jobs or realistic jobs? Well, fantasy jobs. Just if you were gonna. Oh, well, it depends. I mean, you can't just be an alien or something like that. But like. <laughs> If you were, if you were going to have a completely different job in your life, what would it be? Well, well, you, I mean, it could be anything: racing car driver, um, fighter pilot. Um, you could have done all of them yeah. in one hit. I just think yeah. it's interesting because I was talking about it with my husband. Something, the other day. something fast and cool and outdoorsy. Okay, I would probably. Uh, want to do something like I've always been really taken with cake design and like when people who do those like elaborate you know when people do those amazing cakes but I am very rubbish at doing anything like that I can bake but I can't make them look pretty so well I think I've always wished that I could play an instrument so I think like a professional piano player yeah. or violin oh, or something yeah. like that At the would be, oh, it'd yeah. be incredible. And if my mum ever listens to this podcast, she'd be like, well, I told you to carry on practising. <laughs> yeah. But I think that would be really cool. Something like that as well, where people don't know your name and you're not famous. Yeah. So you've got that like removed element where you've mm. not got everyone hating on yeah. your social media and stuff, but you can just do what you love. Yeah. Would be awesome. So mine comes with the caveat of not being allergic to animals. Oh, that's a big caveat. Because I, I do have some, like, allergies and things. I would love to work in a zoo. Oh, nice. And, like, be the one that, like, feeds and cleans and looks after the animals. And I'd like to be like, one, that would be so nice. You know when they're, like, doing the shows with, like, the seals or something Ooh, like yeah. that? Oh, yeah. They, they just look so confident. I love that. They do. 
So that's it for today. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Of course, if you enjoyed us so much, feel free to give us a rating and let us know what you think. If you have a question for us to answer or you want to be a guest on our podcast, please go to www.howlfilm.co.uk and drop us a line via our contact form. There's still plenty more to talk about in the world of video marketing. Once again, we're Chris and Izzy from Howl Film and we help everyone achieve amazing results with the power of video across all platforms of media, including TV, in a professional, creative and engaging way. Couple this with a clear video marketing strategy that puts target audiences first, your campaign is guaranteed to deliver. Of course, never miss an episode every other Tuesday by giving us a follow or subscribe, as well as finding Powell Film on Instagram and LinkedIn. Bye for now.